everyone! Have you ever wondered that why can we leave some foods such as wheat, potatoes, and onions outside of the fridge and still be able to eat them after an extensive amount of time? That is exactly one of the benefits we get from using food irradiation. Today we're going to talk about the use of a specific radioisotope, cobalt-60, in food preservation. Let's start with some basic information. So, isotopes are atoms that have different mass numbers, same number of protons but different numbers of neutrons, under the same element. And radioisotopes are the ones that are unstable and continuously releasing excessive energy in different forms of radiation until they reach stability. Approximately 50 of the radioisotopes are to be found in nature, so basically most of them are produced artificially. Irradiation, the process by which an object exposed to radiation, is commonly used on foods for several purposes. It is used to prevent foodborne illnesses, replace pesticides, delay sprouting and ripening, and sterilize. According to the FDA, the three types of irradiation permitted to be used on foods are X-rays, electron beams, and gamma rays. Gamma rays? That sounds fancy, right? And where do we get them from? The isotope we're talking about today, cobalt-60, is a commonly used source for gamma ray in this case. It is produced by bombarding a sample of cobalt-59 with an excess of neutrons in a nuclear reactor, then placed in a safe device and sent to the processing factories. Picture a factory in your head. The cobalt-60 is usually the last step of the production line, being placed near the end of the line about the foods after they are almost ready to go and completely packaged. Cobalt-60 undergoes beta decay to produce a nickel-60 in excited state. The excited nickel-60 then releases gamma energy, energy in the form of gamma ray, to reach the ground state. But how does gamma ray do all the things we said earlier? When the gamma ray travels through cells, its energy are absorbed by the atoms, resulting in either excitation, a shift in the orbit of an electron to a higher energy level, or ionization, the release of an electron from the atom. Anyway, it makes the atoms unstable. Such unstable atoms are called radicals and like to react with nearby molecules in a very short of time, resulting in the breakage of chemical bonds. DNAs break as a result. Non-living particles of the food would receive very little impact, but the germs and pests would be killed. Plus, potatoes and onions would no longer get a chance to reproduce. That sounds really clever, doesn't it? Scientists have also managed to guard the safety of this process by limiting the amount of radiation shown up down foods. The amount of radiation is measured in red and is strictly set according to their needs. For example, if the aim is to sterilize food for long-term storage without refrigeration, the required dose is between 2 and 4.0 billion rats. If the goal is to kill the larvae of insects, a dose of 50,000 rats is required. The use of this technology has brought great benefits to us. It effectively reduces food wastes, which improves the economy and the sustainability of our planet. Approximately one-fourth of food produced were lost due to insects, vermin, and spoilage. It also leaves food clean and without chemical residue, as people normally would use chemicals to kill the pests. By using gamma rays, the use of harmful chemicals could be avoided and leave consumers with cleaner food. However, there are also some concerns. The free radicals that broke the DNA of insects and bacteria also damaged the structures of nutritious particles such as vitamins and enzymes. According to the Food Commission UK, vitamin E levels can be reduced by 25% after irradiation and vitamin C by 5-10%. to Adding up with a long storage time of irradiated foods, it can result in the food finally eaten by consumer to contain little more than empty calories. Thank, Thank you. you.